Good evening and welcome to Pandemicast. I'm Tim Abington and I'm joined by my fellow Burn FM reporter, Jonathan Scarborough. Pandemicast, brought to you by Red Brick and Burn FM. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Pandemicast with me, Timothy Abington, and Jonathan Scarborough as well from Burn FM. Now, we're joined today by Emily Marshall, uh, Jake Sandy, and Jules Singh from the Burn Sports team. Um, how is it going, Emily? Uh, yeah, very good. Very bored. Getting a lot of practice with my netball post outside. <laughs> Whereabouts are you at the moment? Um, I'm currently in Bourneville. Very sunny Bourneville. Mm. Isolating, social distancing. And how about yourself, Jake? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Just in Cornwall, wondering what's happening with my exams at the moment. I imagine that Cornwall is the dream place to be because you've got the the beach when you go out and do that one hour of exercise a day, perhaps. You'd think that, but there are so many tourists coming down here to try and escape the city that there's been a few sort of rumours going around about the current state of the um, intensive, care un- intensive care unit at Cornwall's only hospital. And Mm. the statistics of the people who are in there at the moment how many of them are tourists but i don't know whether they're confirmed yet and yourself jules whereabouts are you at the moment still in dudley where i am um all year round but i've been trying to use my one hour of exercise every day to explore uh parts of the town that i i haven't been up um yet i didn't realize there's a bunch of fields five minutes away from my house so just doing a bit of exploring um avoiding doing any sort of university work same as almost everyone else, I imagine. The latest developments which came this morning and came during the day as well. So the NHS has now signed up over 500,000 NHS volunteers for its scheme to help deliver prescriptions uh, to call those in need and so on. Um, they've now increased this target to 750,000 and you can find sign-up details online. Staying with the NHS, free parking has now been offered to NHS staff, uh, whereas previously they had to pay. Um, Looking to the self-employed workers where there's been ongoing issues about whether or not they can return to work because they won't have any income otherwise. The Chancellor is set to unveil plans for over 2 million self-employed workers with rumours abound being that they'll try and match that 80% pay-as-you-earn scheme which they've already set up. On the world stage, the virtual G20 is set to be hosted by Saudi Arabia with the likes of Prime Minister Boris Johnson and President Donald Trump tuning in to try and coordinate a global response. And meanwhile, back in the UK... Dyson is working around the clock to create 10,000 ventilators for the NHS as well as um, other countries abroad. But we're discussing today the effects of coronavirus on sport, hence why we're joined by the sports team here. Emily, could you just explain what the what the most major implications have been for the sporting community? Uh, yeah, so pretty much all sport has been cancelled or postponed. Probably the biggest event of the year, the Olympics was postponed I think two days ago yesterday and now said it will be still called Tokyo 2020 but played next summer in 2021. Um, It's not even being played behind closed doors anymore which we saw earlier this month it's all been completely postponed or cancelled. In most sports I can't I don't think there's one sport at the moment going ahead people are searching high and low for some live sport. And what do you think was going through the minds of, say, the uh, Olympic Organising Committee or indeed those running football and cricket and so on. What's going through their minds when they're making that decision to postpone? I think it really just is safety. Uh, The other thing is at the moment with social distancing athletes, I heard that they're having quite a hard time actually getting out and training. 
um, one of my friends is a cyclist and she said that she can't get to the velodrome to train so if she was to go to the Olympics this year then she wouldn't be at her best because she hasn't had the best preparation leading up to it um, so I think it's safety um, athletes obviously weren't as satisfied if it went ahead this year and other things like that there's a massive uncertainty around all of this so I think it's just that. Jake, I gather they've made similar decisions in the Premier League over in the UK here turning to football. Yes, so uh, I think it was two weeks ago on Wednesday there was supposed to be a football match between uh, Manchester City and Arsenal and the day before it came out that the Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta had been diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 and that caused that game to be postponed. But at that point there were still plans for the following weekend's games to go ahead. But then by the Friday, they'd all been called off and postponed initially for a month. And now it's been changed from, from the month to indefinitely. So there is, as Emily said, a great deal of uncertainty. I think the priority is getting this football season finished. Um, not trying to be biased, but as a Liverpool fan, we are so close to winning the Premier League. Um, I think that's on the minds of every single um, Liverpool fan out there. And I think it's in the Premier League's best interest to get this season finished in regards to Champions League places, Europa League places. Uh, obviously, relegation promotion becomes complicated if they decide to make the season void. So I think no matter when it has to happen, I think the priority has to be finishing the season, having a break for a transfer window, and then um, starting next season um, whenever needed. I've heard a couple of rumours abound about how because the various lower level sports, be that say county cricket clubs or or indeed uh, non-league football or lower league football are so dependent upon these television rights or indeed spectators coming to the matches, there is quite a high chance of these clubs effectively just folding because they cannot survive the season. I'm not sure for other sports but in cricket there is potentially a threat that they might fold but I don't think it will actually come to that I think the ECB uh, the cricket board will have like they'll step in before it gets that that gets that far because their other clubs will get revenue that can potentially be shared around between the lower clubs so my club Warwickshire they'll be fine uh, because we have a 100 team that'll be based there so if or when that gets played then that will bring revenue however little clubs like Gloucestershire uh, Durham, Leicestershire, who already are sort of in some financial trouble, they would have counted on this season, definitely the start of the season, the county championships, the membership, um, the income that them days bring to keep them going, keep them turn ticking over. But I'm not sure in the end they will uh, now because obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, but I don't think it will reach them folding. I think somebody will step in. Are there any um, chances that these clubs might receive some kind of financial support or anything from any governing body? Yeah, so they'll probably receive more financial support than they would have already from uh, the England Cricket Board. For the 100 this year, each club was getting a payout of over a million pounds. So I think chances are the clubs that don't have a 100 team will probably just get something added onto that, potentially. Could you just explain for the listeners what the 100 club is and what the implications the coronavirus will have for that? Um, so the 100 is a, a new tournament this year, basically. Um, which has changed the format of cricket and is now being played with 100 balls and it's sort of just very different to anything cricket's had before. But it's the first franchise tournament to come to the UK. So it's a replica of like the IPL in India and the Big Bash, which is in Australia. 
and it's probably the biggest thing to happen in cricket for a very long time. That was meant to be played in the summer holidays between July and August, and maybe this will all blown over then. So the 100 hasn't been touched, it hasn't been postponed, it hasn't been cancelled, nothing's been said about it. So there is sort of a lot of hope that that still will go ahead when it's meant to, but if not, I think that will be prioritised. I think the start of the season will just be like abandoned and then that will move on to be the 100 probably will be prioritised because that's meant to bring in the most amount of money this summer. If we turn to, say, football, for example, it's notable So Birmingham City has become the first, uh, one of the first major clubs to ask its players to take a wage deferral because of the coronavirus pandemic. So those players earning more than £6,000 per week have been asked to accept a 50% cut in the next four months. Meanwhile, League Two Forest Green Rovers have said they will use the government's wage support scheme to keep paying all of their staff. Jules, it seems like it's not just the players and that very finesse finished product which we always see, that professional football side, but it's actually all of the staff, all of the industry, the sporting industry around that which could face difficulties here. Is that right? Oh, 100%. I mean, you can't really find an industry in the world at the moment that isn't suffering as a result of the coronavirus. And it's not the the Premier League clubs or the top division clubs in any sport that are suffering. It's the it's the lower division sides that need fans going to football games to to maintain any sort of of revenue. But what I am impressed by is the reaction of some Premier League clubs still um, utilising the networks that they have. So I know that um arsenal for example are um, using a lot of their resources to fund um local community projects i know that liverpool are still paying their match day staff and actually volunteering them to help out at supermarkets when it comes to to queuing assuring that there is um law and order when it comes to everyone getting their shopping so um it it, it is it is difficult for, for for a lot of those clubs that, that aren't aren't getting fans going to football games at, like Birmingham City and Forest Green. Keeping on this sort of current theme, does that mean you're going to start to see clubs potentially asking for donations or maybe accessing some of these governments uh, these government schemes which have been set? Uh, possibly, because I think in uh, Germany specifically, it came out a couple of hours ago that uh, four of the biggest clubs there, uh, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, RB Leipzig, and Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, putting in a fund of 20 million euros as part of a solidarity campaign that's going to be distributed to the smaller Bundesliga clubs and the second division clubs in Germany to support them through this time. And I think that what we may see if it does continue for as long as some people are saying it might, that some Premier League clubs might start doing similar things where players maybe uh, take a wage cut temporarily in order to fund, which put money into a fund that can support lower league clubs that are struggling. It certainly seems as though, perhaps like much of the sectors across the UK, sport in particular, everything, everybody is coming together to really try and continue the industry, to try and continue the entire uh, grassroots all the way up to the top level, top flight football, top flights, tennis and so on. Emily earlier on mentions how people are scrambling around to try and find some live sport. And I know Sky Sports was broadcasting essentially a virtual uh, the virtual Grand Prix in Bahrain with various celebrities taking uh, taking the controls. Essentially, it was eSports. Do we think that's going to increase in popularity in the coming coming weeks? I can't imagine it will be that popular amongst the older generations that haven't really grown up with 
with with esports but i think with the younger generations that are very used to the technology um that is used to to distribute it i think there'll, there'll be a lot of interest there i know that not every country um is affected by the coronavirus and therefore um their live sports are still going on so um if if anything i hope that that sports that's broadcast in other countries maybe maybe people will have more of an interest in that what do we where do we think the industry can go from here how do you think it could recover emily well i know when sport definitely is back on our screens i don't think anyone's going to leave the screen as soon as that first cricket match is on i'm going to be straight down to edgebaston so i think it's obviously going to have a massive effect on the industry but like when sport's back it's going to be everyone's going to fall in love with it again everyone's going to never take it for granted so the industry will be booming when it's back um the olympics next year everybody watch it because they've had five years away from it instead of four hopefully sports events can still take place in july august september when it will be like the peak of summer uh, but the industry will suffer a little bit obviously there's revenue to be lost at the moment but the fans are still engaging um, all football fans are trying something new i know netball fans are taking place in so many like virtual training sessions and things like that so this the, the engagement's still there so fans aren't going anywhere describe this virtual training i know you've mentioned it off air before yes yeah, so um it's mm, it's sort of basically on skype so my club did a virtual training session where our coach basically gave us about 10 drills to do um netball drills that we could just do with like ourselves and a wall and a ball um and we just did them for half an hour. It was really good fun, actually. It was so nice to see everybody as well, like just talk um, and then do obviously the sun shining. But also there's just videos, loads of videos online circulating of things you can do, like 20 minute netball workouts and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. One of the reasons that they did very seriously and quite early on uh, consider banning both the Olympics but also banning lots of sports competitions is because athletes, I believe, are particularly susceptible to respiratory issues because obviously they use their lungs a lot and so on and naturally coronavirus does target the respiratory system in many ways it probably harms athletes more than perhaps yourself or I who are not professional athletes Emily you said you've got and I'm aware you've got quite a few contacts in the sports industry have you have they mentioned having really struggling being kept up and cooped up indoors all I've seen from them is they're all just sat outside all the time so <laughs> I think that's obviously helping um I've seen a lot of them do these like 20 push-up challenges and things like that. They're always doing that. Um, my friend, she set up a home gym in her garage. Um, she's quite lucky. She lives in like a cul-de-sac and nobody else seems to be outside in it. So she, she's a cyclist. Um, she's the she's just sort of circling around her cul-de-sac on her bike and then she's in her garage doing like home gym things. Um, I think at the moment, well, obviously, how many days in are we? Three, four, five? Three, four, at the moment, yeah. I think it's not a novelty, but um, it's all something very new. So everyone's a bit like, oh, I can do this. I can do this at home. But I feel maybe ask them again in three weeks time and I might get a very different answer. Mm, I think time will really tell in this. And George, perhaps, uh, you, is there anything that you would recommend doing if you're really, um, really struggling with the lack of any live sport or struggling to get out at the moment? Um, just to reiterate Jake's point really about um maybe watching old games um i know there's some websites out there where it'll take you to a random premier league game uh without um telling you the score so you can watch the full 90 minutes 
and and be surprised when 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 goals pop up um <laughs> but if you are struggling <laughs> indoors um um try try different things to to keep active i mean like i said i've been going for for walks while maintaining social distancing of course but i know that there's lots of um youtube videos out there of um you know at home exercises that you can do i know joe wicks is uh, making a lot of his content freely available for people to use there's lots of things out there for, for you to be able to use if you just utilize um what's available on on social media it really does seem to be the core message, whether or not you were a bit of a sports person before, whether you're just coming to it, really making the most of the limited space that you might have or this one hour a day of exercise that we're allowed to do at the moment whilst keeping well away from everybody else. Just getting the endorphins going, making sure you get out of the house, not being cooped up the whole time would both do wonders for your physical health, but your mental health as well, I'm sure of it. Unfortunately, we're running to a close this evening. We run out of time, but Thank you very much for joining us on tonight's episode of Pandemicast, where we've discussed the effects of sport, brought to you by Burner Fem and Redbrick. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from Jake as well. Uh, goodbye. And it's a goodbye from Emily too. Goodbye. Thanks very much for joining us tonight, everybody. Uh, stay safe, and in the meantime, uh, look after yourselves. <laughs>